family meeting after 10. Welcome to Family Meeting, a Peaky Blinders podcast. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. We're in the home stretch here, people. That's right. Episode five. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The penultimate. It's a doozy. <laughs> it is a doozy. We kick off and David Bowie's Lazarus kicks in. Yeah. I'm like, who is in their freaking music licensing department? That is huge. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe a bit too soon, but hey. Uh, listen, you're talking to someone who <laughs> wrote for Shipwreck SF, a uh, live show where writers uh, write erotic fan fiction about works of classic literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote about uh, Mr. Collins from Pride and Prejudice uh, hooking up with David Bowie in the <laughs> 70s. And everybody was so mad. It had been like three weeks. <laughs> and it was like, oh, come on. This is clearly an homage to Velvet Goldmine, you dickbags. Well... He would have loved it. I'm sure he would have. David Bowie, back me up if you're listening. (laughs) Bowie, take the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) So a man walks down the hallway to where Killian is lying in bed in some heinous looking like clockwork orange style head contraption. Yeah. And in what appears to be just a giant like dungeon style room like not that there are bars or anything just it's giant and black and yeah these are the kind of hospitals that all uh members of organized crime <laughs> go to tom god it's like you didn't watch the sopranos at all i didn't i know i forget if you said it on this podcast but i think i wrote it down to say as a joke but one of my favorite things about you is that you don't believe that the sopranos exist <laughs> you think there was just one episode called pine barons and everybody's making it up Oh, I hope that's funny to other people. Uh, Ada is telling the nurses in the doorway Killian's military history as he flashes back to the tunnel collapse. And I really appreciate them doing this because they've de-emphasized the trauma of the war. And in in life, this happens as well. Sure, But it came up with Linda saying, you know, Uh Arthur's uh still... Fifty Shades of Fucked Up <laughs> yeah. from the war. Mm-hmm. And Killian, obviously, is as well. Mm-hmm. And so Killian, in reality, I think, is struggling to stand up. And we flash back to his opium habit. Right. Which I totally forgot about. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. <laughs> I guess he's not doing that anymore. Well. Good for you, I guess. Sure. I mean, uh, look, be real. If I had opium all the time, I would be dead in a year. Um, in the yeah. present, it's he drinks... It's difficult to acquire for a reason. Yeah, it is. <laughs> But it tastes like fruity pebbles. So I've heard. In the present, Killian drinks some laudanum. Uh, I think it's laudanum. Didn't we, don't we find out later? Oh, it's morphine. It's morphine. We were assuming laudanum, but I mean, it's essentially... It, it's, an, it's a liquefied opiate. Right. So... Potato, potato. Yeah, you know. Uh, Killian Murphy, Alma Garrett... All great uh, opium addicts of pro- uh, prestige television. Yeah. You say laudanum, I say laudanum. <laughs> uh, in the credits, uh, I'm just going to read this as I typed it. <laughs> this is in all caps. Yes. Tom Hardy, I legitimately screamed when I saw his name. <laughs> oh, man. And we knew. Yeah. I we had we a kind suspicion. Because Dead's been posted a thing about Tom Hardy showing up and stealing the entirety of the show out from everybody with like yeah. three minutes of stage time. Mm-hmm. He's like the Dame Judy Dench of really big dudes with weird voices. <laughs> so he shows up and um or in the credits. In the credits, shows, yeah. But that's anyway, all. but uh but so like we had known that that article existed but like we didn't want to know right right because exactly because i was like ah! it was so exciting yeah it was like when lucille Booth sees gene parmesan it really was 
Tom Hardy, also a master of disguise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, a nurse announces Michael's arrival at this strange <laughs> medical compound of both the past and future. Uh, and Killian is just standing there smoking in his boxers like you do. Yeah. Michael says that he needs to speak to Killian about the priest because he knows things about said priest when from when he, Michael, was a boy yeah. in a group home. Implying uh, that the priest is a pedophile and Michael offers to kill the priest his own goddamn legitimate front self. Yeah. And we were blown away. Yeah. It's like, wow, Michael. Like, uh, you know. We're, we just, you know, we learn things about him all the time. I, tell I love him. He's starring in that Animal Kingdom show. Oh, yeah. Um, which we can never remember that Ellen Barkin is playing the lead. <laughs> right. But I finally no, internalized it. No, I think we nailed it. it down. Yeah. I keep wanting her to be Patricia Arquette. And I'm like, right. that's not Patricia Arquette. Yeah. It just never is. But uh that's the first thing. Well, okay. I kind of wanted to watch Animal Kingdom because Scott Speedman, who played Ben on Felicity, mm. the wrong choice. <laughs> Uh, he's gonna be in it. Right. But like, if this kid is in it, he, yeah. I, weirdly, he's playing a character named Finn. <sighs> <sighs> it's a small world, eh? You know, development executives, there's other, like, kind of weird names other than Finn. Like, I know you all have a boner for that 1998 Great, great Expectations with Ethan Hawke and Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow. Uh, you know, they would like to disagree. Clearly. Yeah. And they have all the power. Uh, okay, so Killian's response to Michael. Michael is to keep drinking morphine. Yeah. Uh, which? Hey, you know. Whatever works, but he's had a really hard couple of years. <laughs> when in doubt, why not take a sip of morphine? <laughs> this message brought to you by the Morphine Council. Morphine. <laughs> Good for what ails you. Uh, so then, three months later. I appreciate this show's commitment to time skips. Yeah. I think they... People talk a lot about um, television shows being like novels, but I think once, you know, people really are embracing times, because the Americans did it, and everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't need to know everything. Right. This is great. Yeah, sometimes. Because he's clearly all fucked up and going to take a really long time to recover. Yeah, absolutely. As was the point of the beatdown. Right. Well, and I think, I think we could have known how far away the planned robbery was in the previous episode, but sure. I didn't. I had an idea that it was like coming up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think they said June and I'm sure they established what they m- did because Linda wants to move to California in September. Right. And I, but I didn't know what month it was at the time. Um, but I bet I would have like, I bet if I had paid close attention, they would have, you know, they put it on screen at some point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here we are three months later at, uh, Killian Manor. And so he is in bed, uh, with Charlie, uh, or Charlie is there who is looking at, his uh morphine and uh, then he decides to pour it down the drain probably so, a good choice yeah. honestly he's like you know what that was enough morphine a little morphine goes a long way <laughs> it does uh so he sits at breakfast and just kind of stares at his food there's a lot of food there yeah well he must have like the metabolism of a hummingbird or i think they just they're like this is how much we serve at breakfast at this house <laughs> eat as much as you like we'll uh burn the rest <laughs> I hope they're at least eating it. I think they're giving it to Johnny Dogs and his weird family. I think Johnny Dogs is getting his. <laughs> I fucking love Johnny Dogs. <laughs> yep. I need a Johnny Dogs in my life. Because <laughs> that dude is ride or die. He doesn't ask any questions. Yeah. He's just there with his wagon when you need him. That's right. <laughs> just a guy in a wagon. Uh, so he lights a cigarette and Mary comes in with the papers. 
and he says to Mary that Charlie asked for him and not Grace. Which is huge. Yeah. Oh, my God. A milestone there. He asks about Charlie, and he is in the kitchen with the servants, as is customary. Yeah, period appropriate. Yeah. Mary asks if Killian remembered his medicine. Killian responds (laughs) by asking if Mary ever reads the Bible aloud to him naked. Because when he takes morphine, that's what he sees. And Mary says, (laughs) no. (laughs) And we're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish he'd then been like, same shit I always see when I close my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) How is it going, Killian? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't want to see Mary reading the Bible aloud to him naked anymore. And so he poured it away and he asks for Johnny Dogs. Uh, tell him to bring him Bible and not any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new normal. <laughs> Indistinct yelling, electric guitar playing. I'm trying to do my best. Yeah. To replace, these, uh, you know, the fast boogie rock. It's just not the same. These sad, neutered. So they're at the auto factory and the blinders all swagger in and they, Okay, so they've taken all of the firing pins out of the guns they are delivering to... What are they called? The White Russians or something? Yeah, the White Russians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they're doing... They're showing the guy from the Soviet embassy Mm -hmm. and being like, hey, even if this shit gets to them, it's not going to do them any good. And, like, they can't make these firing pins. Uh, right. Look at this point. I don't know. Anytime Russian people start talking, I just get into chess the musical, and I'm not proud of it. But yeah. that happens to you a lot. Really. It happens to me so much. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I'm like, why am I not listening to chess the musical? It's not even good. I know. Like that's, you don't have to tell me. You what? You've barely had to watch any of it. I, yeah. Yeah, and it was enough. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This Russian dude, so, yeah, so like, they, is trying to haggle with them. Right. But I don't know. This scene was dumb. I didn't well, care about it. Well, the point is that he's like, so Soviets don't commit an act of war on British soil because you don't need to because mm-hmm. these are worthless. So. And Arthur gets him to shake on it and be like, oh, okay, I won't do that. Yeah. But I bet I bet they fucking will. <laughs> Johnny Dogs is hanging out on the grounds of Killian Manor, and he says he thinks living there is heaven. Killian asks if he sees a line on the horizon and says that that is the edge of paradise and he is about to cross it because he's got to go back to be him. <laughs> uh, and Johnny, you know, takes it and is right. He's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm Johnny Dogs. That's-, that's Look, that's the gypsy way. Yep. They really live in the moment. Yeah. Uh, so Killian says that he's uh, going to be going to Hampton Court Palace and that a bunch of the Lees and Johnny are going to go camp out there and they're going to dig a hole... And they're going to get $5,000 out of it. That's, uh, that's the arrangement. And Johnny Dogs is like, well, that's, that's my job then. You know, yes, sir. Uh, and then Mary comes up, announces the other blinders are there, as well as the wandering Jew. <gasps> <gasps> Could it be? Could it be? Killing it goes into his office and there's Tom Hardy! Yeah! Ah! <laughs> uh, he doesn't look awesome. Mm. He looks like perhaps difficult times at the bread factory. <laughs> Did they blow that up? I don't remember what happened. I don't remember honestly. either. I remember a little bit anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um so he compliments the house and implies that Killian mm. got it in a gambling settlement. Mm-hmm. Solemn uh 
Killian offers Solomon's a drink, and Solomon says that he himself doesn't drink, which is not true. Right. Uh, and that the housekeeper said that Killian shouldn't be drinking. Uh, Killian just drinks a drink anyway. Right. Uh, Solomon's tells Killian a bunch of rumors about things that yeah, he's heard. Russians and... Uh, and says, oh, he was just passing, so he <laughs> Killian, uh, assures Tom Hardy that, uh, he tried to read the paper that morning, and it appears that the only consequence of his accident is that now he needs glasses. No, yeah, that's not bad. Solomon's offers to have a magician make him a swank pair of half moon specs that will let him see into the future and it's amazing it is just oh just, it's so tom hart like he's just you i know this I, is really what i live for like executive comradeship <laughs> like, here's two guys they've been at odds but mm-hmm. they respect each other they yeah. want to help each other so they can fight again mm-hmm. um Solomon's says that he's already seen the future and Killian doesn't have to explain himself or anything that's happened. Uh, and then he says, uh, what about the Russians? In the kitchen, it is revealed that Michael, uh, did indeed knock up cocaine girl. (laughs) (laughs) Toffs. They're so fertile. (laughs) Yes. Uh, and so he, and also, uh, not interested in marrying her. And her family uh, doesn't want to know about it, and she wants to have an abortion. So they recommend a woman. And, like, I didn't even recap this scene because it was simultaneously chilling and appalling. Yeah. Because they're talking about all of the abortions that Arthur's had to have. Mm-hmm. And, like... Yeah. It's But, I mean... When do you ever see men having, like, a really frank and nuanced discussion about abortion? Mm -hmm. Because, like, none of them particularly like it, Mm -hmm. but they also view it as necessary. Right. And, you know, God knows, abortion is, like, 10th on the list of the most horrible things these people have done. Yeah. That's so, a, but yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really great. Mm-hmm. And Arthur has this line where he says the first time that he went there, um, you know, it's in this back room mm-hmm. and a little girl or boy, I forget that just a little child came out mm-hmm. to tell him it mm-hmm. was over and everything was fine. And that child wasn't wearing any shoes. Yeah. And then the next time that he went, when the child came out, same child wearing shoes. Yeah. And our, and like Arthur's like, I did a good thing for mm-hmm. that child. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things this show has done. Yeah. So yeah. it's like this, that lady swag, and then another <laughs> scene that's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So as such, they suggest to Michael that, you know, it's for a good cause mm-hmm. to pay this woman that they happen to know. Johnny Dogs. Kind of ignoring the tenor of the whole conversation <laughs> is obsessed with the Apaches yeah. that Arthur is going to encounter in America. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what you've heard about America. <laughs> but this is a post-Andrew Jackson America. <laughs> yeah. Um, then a bell rings, summoning them to Killian's office. Mm-hmm. So they go in and see Solomon's there. And everyone's like, uh... Oh, they are plus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most especially Arthur, as you might expect. Solomon's apologizes to Arthur for almost killing him and getting him thrown in jail. And uh, it says that he's also atoned with his God. I love how religious Tom Hardy is. For using the holy night of the Passover as the excuse to nearly get Arthur killed. (laughs) It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. 
And he says that, oh, Jesus has come into your life, and that's wonderful. But he wonderful. says like, I understand you've allowed Jesus to come into your life. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how does that work for you on a day-to-day, considering your line of work? <laughs> yeah. And Arthur's like, uh, it's totally fine. And he's, you know, starting to freak out. And Solomon's keeps, like, needling him about it. And Arthur, like, grabs an ashtray. That clearly weighs 15 pounds. Yeah, and is, like, holding it up slowly. Uh, and then finally puts it down. And he tells Solomon's that he is Old Testament. <sighs> with, like, the full Arthur again, craziness. Killian does fine with Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. But again, the guy who plays Arthur yeah. is the only person on this show who's ever come out of a scene with Tom Hardy where I'm like, that was your scene. Yeah. You, you did it. Yeah. You're Imperator Furiosa. No, just seeing it. Yeah. Him going up against Tom Hardy is just, is just amazing. I hope that guy does really well. Me too. He deserves a supporting actor nomination. Yeah. And a BAFTA. <laughs> yeah. Get on that. BAFTA. The Solomons congratulates Tommy on having his avenging angel in Arthur. Arthur says that if they're going to be doing business with Solomons, he demands to know why. Again, totally fair business choice. Yeah. Uh, but Killian says that he formulated a plan in the hospital. The Russians cannot be trusted to pay, as they've known all along, and so they need to see what's in their treasury, and that is why they need Mr. Solomons. Medium boogie rock kicks in that's our estimate uh as the shelbys pull up to a house <laughs> they get out of the car <laughs> and killian tells john and arthur to remember that the russians are insane superstitious and drunk on shit they've never heard of yeah um arthur shit talks the russians because there's a line of cossacks yeah lining the drive yeah and, and the ki- russians dropped out of the war against germany yeah so that's what arthur yeah. thinks about but them. uh killian defends the cossacks mm-hmm. he's like they're fine yeah um tatiana comes out and welcomes them and she and killian agree to keep each other's cars (laughs) killian uh inside explains the plot of eastern promises (laughs) to john and arthur explaining that they need to strip down so that tatiana and ma russia can check them for mafia tattoos yeah uh john is way more into this than arthur (laughs) hijinks ensue i am Still on that theory that Arthur is gay. Mm-hmm. I'm. St- or he's deeply uncomfortable with women. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, but Arthur has found Jesus. Right. Presumably, part of that is not letting random women look at his <laughs> look at his bits. Um. Arthur finally pulls his undies down, and Ma Russia has Tatiana get on her knees to check Arthur's balls. She then starts jerking him off, and it's weird. Very weird. Like, man, you know what? Sometimes I think the Shelbys are really dysfunctional, but they get through this, like, champ. (laughs) That's true. Like, I cannot imagine. (laughs) I can't imagine a lot of things. Let's not belabor this point. So don't. (laughs) Uh, Tatiana says that inside every man there is a devil. It's like, yes, we know. It's called original sin, okay? (laughs) God. (laughs) Killian then stands up and applauds. (laughs) Ma Russia says that they will seal the successful examination with vodka and music. And Killian congratulates his brothers as they get dressed. Yeah. To be fair, they seal everything with vodka and music. Yeah. Yeah. Like breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) As we see a car parked outside a house at night and uh, Polly has brought Michael as their chief accountant to Ada's, we think. I mean, Ada's there. So I'm 
I'm pretty sure it is. Well, cause yeah. he has to use her phone. It's just, yeah. that's about one thing about this show. I feel like they're not good at, ex- at establishing exterior locations. Yeah. That's particularly true. at night. Yeah. So anyway, Michael asked to use the telephone and he's very like fidgety and Polly says business first and Polly and Ada make fun of Michael for being in love with Charlotte. Cocaine girl. Yes. Thank you. I forgot her name was cocaine. Girl. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so he finally talks his way to the phone and like is weird and like is weird. Yeah. Um, so Ada tells Polly that they can take control of the company by seizing the means of production. Uh, and hey, uh, Paul welcomes her to the bourgeoisie. This scene is so gratifying yeah. on, oh god, fucking Ada, fucking me, god, <laughs> I, oh, I hate how much I fucking, god damn it. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. So yeah, Michael is calling the abortionist, you know. I thought he was calling Charlotte initially, so I was like, why are you being all weird? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ada signs her employment papers, and Michael comes back in to welcome Ada as head of property and acquisitions. Michael asks for whiskey, and Paul and Ada make fun of him for being just like Tommy. We did that first. We did. They stole that bit from us. (laughs) They did. (laughs) Months before we came up with it, Polly says that she's going for a drive to meet the man painting her portrait. They haven't boned down yet, but the portrait is finished, and he wants her there tonight, and uh, yeah, they're going to do it basically the plan so eight is very excited I'm so excited for polly mm-hmm. she almost never gets a win it's true i hope she has a good finale i hope like, so too that bitch has not had a single good finale <laughs> uh yeah eight is, al- eight is also excited and polly uh tells her not to tell the boys and ada wants to have all girl talk about it but polly's like remember uh our family is a bunch of dicks <laughs> And maybe Ruben has given up on her yeah. because she's been holding out too long and is married to gangsters or yeah. related to gangsters. Uh, he loves that she's with gangsters. I know. Come on. I know. It's his favorite thing about her. <laughs> and her face and her boobs. Mm-hmm. Fast Boogie Rock. <laughs> it's a sex orgy. It is a I sex orgy. will confess <laughs> to being surprised. Yes. I... Was not expecting that. I was not either. Uh, we've seen some salacious shit on this show. Yeah. But this, this is what yeah. a sex orgy looks like. Yeah. This is nothing but like, you know, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, however, those Russians have great underwear. The yep. women's undies, uh, I'm just not flat chested enough for it. Well, it's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, a dude near the door like pockets something and then John follows him and I, you eventually realize it's Stefan, the yeah, plant that they've put in the house. Who's going to get a, a bar after all this. Yeah. And uh, he's having a real tough go. Yeah. Apparently. He is not a cultural fit no. in this current employment. Uh, they really should have asked some questions. <laughs> or he should have been honest. <laughs> uh, the prince wants Stefan to suck his cock. Yeah. <sighs> This is just a... Yeah. Don't do that to your employees. I agree. John gives him some cash, and Stefan asks when John will be done. Or when... Sorry. When he will be done and can have his damn pub. Yeah. Uh, He gives John a download of information and uh, says that that place is a madhouse. Yeah. But John, you know, dangles the carrot and says that his pub is looking good. They're redoing the whole thing. Uh, and just tells them, you know, keep your head up. Yeah. Uh, which is not, <laughs> I, that's not how you give a blowjob. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah, Stefan basically just says, when are things guarded? When are people, you know, yeah. like all that sort of thing. 
So then we see Tatiana and Ma Russia taking Killian into the treasury. Uh, wherever this estate is, it was built to protect the king's... Ham- Hampton Court Palace. Oh, right. Which, Hampton Court yeah, Palace. Sorry. is real as I far as I'm aware. Yeah. I have no reason to doubt that it's yeah. real. Pretty sure. I, I feel like it's mentioned even in the Baroque cycle somewhere, but maybe I'm insane. You might be. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So anyway, it's there to protect the king's jewels in case of French invasion. Uh, they're walking through a tunnel under the river. I think they say Thames. Like oh, yeah. The Russians say Thames or Thames. Like, they say it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, more Cossacks and dogs await. They've, They've got-, got great security. They've got a hell of a lot of Cossacks. I'm really impressed by <laughs> how many Cossacks they have. Yeah. Oh, uh, never, you never can have too many Cossacks. <laughs> they meet the jeweler. It's Solomon. Yes. Like, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's, it, Killian sort of establishes that he has made it clear that this is the only jeweler he mm-hmm. trusts to assess. Yeah. And Solomon's is all tied up and he says, auto fig, like, told me. And it is so funny. God, he's hilarious. Yeah. God, just bring Charlotte Riley back. I know, baby. Uh, <laughs> I miss her. <laughs> Oh, hey, I'm much more like Charlotte Riley okay. than Ada. Okay, I feel better about myself now. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you know, ever since I put all those goldfish in our horsing trough. <laughs> our horsing trough? Yeah, our horsing trough. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> so Solomon is going to choose 70,000 pounds in jewels, yeah. which I wrote on this paper as $70,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pa Russia says in Russian that Solomon smells of rum and Solomon's fucking understands because his mom was Jewish and was run out of Russia by these people. Yeah. And it is one of my favorite narrative reveals of all time. Yeah. And he is so 100% even keel about it because he just, he just responds in a completely conversational tone about, Oh yeah, it's because I live over a rum shop. And Uh they're like, Oh, you speak Russian. He's like, yeah, well, it's because my mom, you know, Uh your people chased her through the snow with dogs. Uh Uh, he hilariously appraises these jewels and you should just yeah, watch it. Like yeah. you're not watching the show. I don't know what the timestamp is. I actually now reading this want to go back and watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's that great. Yeah. He makes a fucking Rumpelstiltskin reference <laughs> and like, marry me, marry me Solomons. You're so great. Yeah. Uh, Solomons tells Paul Russia that he sucks, which he objectively <laughs> does. Yeah. And then, uh, points out that a particular piece they've tried to have him look at is made of paste and solomon's is super pissed yeah super pissed yeah because i love how seriously he takes his craft Mm -hmm. as a jeweler yeah i agree uh so they've gotten up to 36.7 thousand pounds Mm -hmm. um he asks for any faberge eggs which he has instructed killian to insist upon yeah uh, the Russians are very pissed. Mm-hmm. They protest for a little bit and yeah. then, uh, they do have one. Tatiana goes and gets it. I think Fabergé eggs are the ugliest fucking thing on Man, the planet. Man, I am so I with you. I do not get them yeah. at all. Agreed. Like, I guess I can see investing in them from like an investment strategy. Yeah, sure. But like, I don't want that shit cluttering up my house. <laughs> it is ugly. It, it is ugly. Anyway, Solomon's is so impressed and it's like he's never seen a he's just so excited to see a fucking Fabergé <laughs> egg that it almost makes me want to say the opposite of what I just said. <laughs> yeah. I only want a Fabergé egg if it means that Tom Hardy <laughs> is going to come to my house in character as Solomon's and flip out. Yeah. 
I feel like the Fabergé egg and that service would cost approximately the same amount. <sighs> well, it's important to have something to aspire to. <laughs> That's right. Killian spits onto his hand and they seal the deal. And Ma Russia is like, great. Now get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess things are all set up now. You know, they're going to steal these things in the middle of a strike. There will be a lot of chaos. Uh, somebody's going to try to betray somebody. They're going to try to kill that priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to steal their payment out of the treasury, thanks to Johnny Dogs. Yeah. Uh, thanks you know. to Johnny Dogs. Thanks to Stefan. Thanks to Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It takes a village to rob the Russians. <laughs> really more like a small municipality. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be a rip snorter of a finale. Yeah. I think this no, is the I most really... excited I've been about a Peaky Blinders finale. And do you know why? Why? Because there is no grass. <laughs> no, that's right. Everything that's going on, I'm perfectly, there's no plot lines where I'm like, ugh. No, every plot line, even Linda, we weren't yeah. super into that. No, I and know. she wound up being one of the most fascinating characters on the show. Yeah. No, this, this show is holding up. Like, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. I'm genuinely surprised. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I have a lot of admiration for the production mm-hmm. team. So if mm-hmm. any of you are listening, good job. <laughs> yeah. Do you think any of them... W- I feel like of all the shows that we've covered, this is the one that's most likely to have the most people working on it who even know what a podcast is. <laughs> well, that's a fair point. So, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't know if there are any others out there. Mm. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's the end of this episode. Right. Uh, now we're going to run off and watch the finale because we're so <laughs> excited. Yeah, that's actually true. Uh, so we'll be back with that by order of the Pinky Blinders.